Welcome to episode 44 of Down and Nerdy, the musical. There were once two nerds who had a podcast, and it was called Down and Nerdy. I'm Nick Battaglia. I'm James Witham. And we welcome to episode 44 of Down and Nerdy. No, seriously, we're not going to do that. No. <laughs> What's up, party people? What's if up, you're nerds? still here, <laughs> not really happening. No. But there's a reason for that. Yeah, because but. We're both been watching Gallup. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, again, welcome to episode 44 of Down Nerdy. I'm Nick Battaglia alongside. I'm James Witham, and we've just been having a lot of fun with it. And we were talking about this, and we both said that. This show could have been an unmitigated disaster area. Yeah. And it's not at all. No, because, like, you know, I actually had never heard of Galavan until I went, on Sunday I went to Portsmouth to visit the Duke and Duchess of Portsmouth, Cody Green, and there his wife, go. Amanda, and to watch the football game. And then Cody's like, have you watched Galavan? I said, no. I'm like, what is it? And, <laughs> and so we watch it. And as soon as the opening credits for the first – episode where it starts off singing mm -hmm. and just i'm like i'm hooked i can't stop laughing and i there was a point when like a guy a guy says like going out to there or just some of the songs mm -hmm. and just some of the stuff they're saying i'm like this is on abc yeah i got this whole this is disney this is like disney mocking themselves i got the whole mel brooks you know robin hood men in tights yeah. so if you liked something like space balls or robin hood men in tights and you haven't watched gallivant yet you're missing out because i i know that Maybe the, the previews looked corny a little bit, or you, you were thinking, ah, really, Gallivan? No, trust me, it's funny. It's worth your time. And it, it's nerd-worthy because it's still, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's medieval. Place, yeah, in a medieval realm, there's pirates at some point. It's alluded to, like, a dragon in one of the episodes. Remember, what's his name? Mm -hmm. the, the squire. Yep. Oh, he comes back to his hometown, and he's, oh, he's killed a dragon. Picture of him killing the dragon. Mm -hmm. So I mean, there's there's a lot going on there. But I mean, if if Pirates of the Caribbean is considered oh, nerd culture, dude. this this Speaking blows of pirates, water. I think we're not going to spoil it. But episode four, now this is like a month long thing. So, it's, but they're doubling up the episodes. So pretty right. much, it's going to be like eight episodes, and we're at, and so far four episodes have come out. Um, but one episode deals with pirates and and burglars. So and funny. it's so funny with how they do it because it's not like your typical thing. And it's just it's it's really hilarious. Like it's, it's well, the thing is the casting is great. Oh, it's the so casting great. Because the thing is, and I told you this before we were we recorded. I said that one of the great thing about Gallivant is that it's aware of what it is. That's mm -hmm. what makes it not so corny. Because it's like you know, there's parts of saying, "Oh God, here comes another damn song," mm -hmm. you know, and 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 they break out in the song. And it's just like they they're aware of the world. That's what the, makes a good musical, um, and and a good show is that you're aware of the world you're in. You're mocking yourself. It's self-deprecating. And oh, I yeah. think that that's part of the thing. Other than Timothy Olpan, who's fantastic. Oh, my God. He's so good. But, uh, I mean, it's just, it's funny. It was. It's one of those shows where, as I'm watching it, I'm actually being careful when I sip my beverage. <laughs> or or when you have your child in your arms. Yeah, because I don't want to shoot it across the room. And we're talking about the baby. We don't want to chuck the baby like it's a uh, shot put. No, definitely don't want to chuck the baby. That, that would not be <laughs> I mean... If you, if you haven't watched it yet, I mean, we definitely recommend it. You know, go to your Hulu Plus account or, you know, your cable on demand service. It's on there, too. Yep. Uh, services like Voodoo. The first episode is actually free on Voodoo. If you've got an account, go grab it while it's still free. Yeah. But um, 
it's a fun show but you know we're not we're going to talk about we're that's normally like hey is this geek tainment what's going on here no we just wanted to talk about it because it's funny and plus we opened the show singing yes we did and we're going to be talking about the avengers age of ultron trailer in this week yes. Geek Tainment. So oh god don't yes. worry that that is coming but i mean what we did this weekend you kind of touched on it we both watched gallivant yeah, we went well, over to the duke and duchess's is abode yep what uh, happened this weekend um nothing really much just you know worked uh you were a couple of games and you know uh it, it, it really wasn't an eventful thing other than going to cody's because you know fight night was was saturday but right. You know, or it was last Saturday, and I couldn't go. So this Saturday, this past Saturday, I really didn't do anything. I had to work. Yeah. And so it was just one of those things like, okay, what now? I just go home. Like make up gym. for it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we went to the gym, and I've lost weight. Like, it's to the point where like, my face has thinned out a lot. And, you know, we talked about this ring in a couple of episodes ago. My mom got yeah. me. If you if you haven't listened to that conversation, by the way, yeah. go back so a couple here's episodes and listen to it. As you all know, I have one arm, and I... I have this ring my mom got me, and it's awesome. It's a birthstone ring. Well, I had to wear it on my ring finger because it wouldn't fit my other fingers. Today, you know, I'm getting dressed, and I'm like, okay, I put my, my ring on, mm-hmm. and I felt it was a little bit loose. So I'm like, this is weird. And I dip my hand down and just right off. It, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, okay, that's awesome. That actually happened to me when I was losing weight. A lot of people don't know me from when I was, like, in college, I was about... 225 pounds yeah i'm not that anymore I, obviously yeah I, but my class ring for my high school class ring when i would wear it it would when i was heavier yeah. it was tight same thing fell right off this is like when i was reason. in college like i topped off at i was 180 when i played football then after I, my football days were over i was one of those guys that stopped working out gained a bunch mm-hmm. of weight you know i was up to about 200 dropped weight so i've been all to for Every past few years, going between like 160 to 180, yeah. nothing more. That's usually where I like to try and. But it's like if people say, like, "Well, Nick, aren't you the quote unquote frustrated skinny guy?" I'm like, "Yeah, but it's just one of those things where like I'm muscular and the way I'm built, and it's just when I lose weight, my body is fitting more in my muscular shape. Whereas yeah. before, it was like, okay, you're you're muscular, but you're more barrel like, you know, kind of thing. It's, it's how it's how I felt. It's one of the well, wait to wait to have a baby. Because normally I, I don't think I don't think I, I don't, well James don't know this but guys can't get pregnant. Well, not in the literally. See, you're taking it literally. Wait until wait until you have a family. There you go. See, I just had a Drax moment. Wait until yes, you did. That was your Drax moment right there. Gotta I cannot have, have children. For I'm a man. Gotta have one every now and then. Yes. But uh, I've noticed that I've put on a little weight because I'm not doing the running around that I usually do. Like normally, I would go outside with the dogs. You know, I'd throw toys. I'm running around with them. Now the inside of the house is packed with baby gear. Yeah. And, you know, you can't run with a child. The, the same rule with like with scissors. You can't run with a baby because <laughs> you know you trip and fall, and there goes the baby. And I'm in jail, and you and Cody are doing the show. So yep. Um. So no, I've I've noticed I've gained a little bit of weight. So I got to. Got to figure out how to, what to do with it, about that now. I got to figure out something, some sort of. Um, here's something. Here's something I, I kind of thought of. And I'm not being funny here. Actually, like, like get like one of those little baby harnesses. I do have one actually. Put so him I'm in start it using and it, go yeah. in the backyard with the dogs and just throw. Play and it's harder dogs. when it's cold too, you know, because you don't, you can't bring the baby out when it's, you can't leave him out right. when it's too cold. So that was the other problem I had. And, you know, and sometimes if he falls asleep for long enough, I'll go out there and and but I don't stay out there as long as I normally would. So right. it's an adjustment period. Now I'll, I'll figure it out. It's not like I'm getting huge or anything. It's and I've put on a little bit of weight and that's okay. First of all, how's the mom doing? She's doing good. She's okay. doing good. Uh, everybody, well, this past weekend, he was sick. 
I won't go into the ugly, gory details, but uh, but he was sick. And I don't think it was one of those things where he actually got anything. I think it was, you know, we tried a food for the first time with him because, you know, we talked right. about him starting to eat solids. And let's just say I don't think it worked out. So we'll, yeah. we'll be off that for a while, I think. Yeah. But, I mean, he's going to try some other stuff, too. Like, he has these banana things he likes to chew on. So I got, like, the mashed bananas. So we yeah. can probably try that. But probably in smaller doses. This How's time. your mom doing? I know she was in the hospital last week. She's doing much better. She's she's recovering very nicely. So things are getting kind of back to normal there. Awesome. This week was definitely a lot less crazy for me right. as far as stuff like that goes than, than last week was. So And I was actually able to catch up on some reading, too. Over the weekend, I power read Batman Eternal, so I'm all caught up on that now. Yeah. Um, very happy with the way that's going. But we'll re- be reviewing a comic coming up and what we're reading. That will probably be obvious what we're going to be yeah, reading. But, was, we'll, but we'll leave that we'll to leave it mystery. To mystery. But, yeah, I mean, for me, like, you know, this weekend, not a whole bunch of stuff planned. Like Saturday and Sunday. Friday, I got something going on, which is pretty cool. Obviously, we both, both watched football. You know. Football, of course. You know, I, mean, I got work. You know, on the weekend, but I mean, that's that's typical. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm the weekend guy. I'm yeah. the weekend warrior, literally. You're, you're the weekend warrior, putting in those hours. You know, you, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just J- Joe Average guy. You know, I've got my lunch pail, going to work. Yep, you know, yeah, get my you cheese keep, sandwich. You keep losing weight, you'll actually be Joe Six Pack. As I'm aiming for, I'm, I'm actually, uh, you know, we're talking about you know me losing weight and I'm getting back in shape. Like I'm hitting the gym. The thing is, like with this work I'm doing, I'm doing Christian Bale's American Psycho workout. But get this though, the thing is, I've noticed this. I I did like Stephen Amell's workout where you were lifting weights, fighting, mm-hmm. you know, whatever days a week. But Bales is is it's cardio, but you only do two days of like lifting really. You do one day of resistance training and then you do a day of weight training. But the thing is, the reps I, I realized like how I've been able to get in better shape just doing this one workout mm-hmm. because it's higher reps. Like it's it's still three sets, but it's much higher reps. Whereas if I'm doing like so if like with a Mel's workout, it's like do three sets of ten. Yeah. But with Christian Bale's workout, like for example, resistance, it's like, okay, for resistance, your first workout you do, you do three sets of twenty-five pull-ups. Like nonstop. That's a lot, man. And then you do, you know, three sets, twenty-five, eighteen, and five of, you know, uh pull downs, and it's just yeah. So here's the deal, though. You've got one arm doing yeah. pull-ups. So when when it says 25, is that like doing 50 for you, or does it not work that way? Fuck you, first of all. <laughs> what well, should be harder, though? No, it's, dude. I do pull-ups all the time. Like when I was in high school, I did pull-ups. Like it's just because, and people say like, well, how do you do it? It's like, well, I don't. I, I can do it the, the stretched out T-bar way. But they have the grips on the inside, so I'm just, that so would be, I do, yeah. I, which is what I do. Just, I'm just talking physics here. I mean, scientists, help me out here. You got a guy with one arm trying to do something that you know, some that's built for somebody with two arms. It should be harder, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, hey, good for you, dude. I mean, if you can do that, absolutely do that. But here's the thing with me, and this is with me and working out. I've never really had the patience for it. I have zero desire <laughs> to ever have a six pack. Ever. Well, I think part of it is part of it because you have the wife already, so you're kind of like that. I will not lie; that's part of it. That who, is part of it. Who I'm not gonna lie, based on your your and hers Facebook posts, get a room, you two. Jesus, we have several actually. We have several <laughs> rooms. They're they're all ours. And uh, <laughs> what we do in those rooms, I'll I'll leave to the. <laughs> I'll just I'll just leave it there. You just you decide on your own what we do in those rooms. I won't say anything. I will say in those seven rooms, you. What's the term I'm looking for? Dreams happen in those rooms. Who am I to disagree? Yes. 
If you know that song, song, you're awesome, by the way. Yes. But that's what we did this weekend, some of us more than others. And coming up, <laughs> we got another couple of comics that we're going to be reading. It's what we're reading up next on Down and Nerdy. Well, nerds, get out those long boxes. Get out those boards and bags because it's time to discuss what we're reading. Of course, this segment is brought to you by the fine folks over at Fancy Escape Comics and Cards in Aragorn Boulevard, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Go check out Bob and all his collectibles and his great selection of comics. And, hey, if there's a comic you want and you want him to get it for you, he'll order it for you. Easily done. And this week, it should be kind of a no-brainer, especially since we did Mortal Kombat last week. The big release this week, Nick, was, of course, Star Wars number one from Marvel. Oh, dude. I mean, this thing, you know, again, Dark Horse, it's done. The, the, the torch has pretty much been passed, yep. or in this case, has been bought out <laughs> since um, the torch has been bought by Marvel. Marvel. Marvel used the Force just in a different sense. Well, I mean, it's all the thing because, you know, Marvel bought... Star Wars, Disney's did. Yeah, well, it came with the the rights with with Lucasfilms came the rights to the comics. Right. So, I mean, it's just part of. The and story. you know, this is written by Jason Aaron, and the art's done by John Cassidy. And oh my God, I'm not okay. I know I've always say for weeks that Magneto's the best thing Marvel's got right now. Yep. I love you, Colin Bunn. You're he's a good friend of ours. But this is by far the best comic Marvel has out right now. I tweeted that out earlier. I said, this is the best comic Marvel has, and I think it's the best comic that Marvel's had from from my perspective for a while. And you're I a DC guy. disagree with thing. me. What's the thing is you're a DC guy, but the fact you're saying, like, this is the best Marvel comic, like, it is. Like, the art's amazing. The, the, and the Now, people wonder, well, what's the plot of this? Well, it takes place immediately after A New Hope. Yes. And what's cool is, is that, they they don't really know that Han Solo. Remember at the end of the New Hope, Han Solo kind of makes a save for for Luke from to, from to take the fateful shot. Yeah. Well, they don't really know Han was involved with that. Not the people they were going to this moon base, which is a weapons station. Right. And Han is supposed to be like an envoy for Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. Right. And, and mind you, this weapons station is run by the Empire. Yes. So that's kind of how it starts out. But can, before I, we go any further, can I just say? The very beginning of the comic, where it starts out a, a long time ago, and you guys point, and you open uh, it up, and it's the big yellow Star Wars print. I was, I was in right there. Yeah, I was like, and the second it had I saw the that, actual crawl too on the on the next right. page. The second I saw that, in my head, I said to myself, I said, "This is going to work," because you're taking the traditional part of it and you're sticking with it. And can I just say, like you said, the art was fantastic. The way they captured the detail of all the characters, Han, Alan, Chewie, when you saw Darth Vader for the first time on that page yeah, in this comic. I, I, yeah, when he steps out of this ship, and I'm not going to tell you how he shows up or anything or why. Right, obviously you know he's going to be in it. Right, yeah. but the thing is, when you see him, and you're just like, oh my God. And, and not just that, but at the end. When, oh, when yeah. Luke, and, and it's not a spoiler because it takes after New Hope, but Luke is hearing Obi-Wan Kenobi's voice. Yes. And he's telling him to run. Yes. And, and it's just, oh my God. There's so many good moments in this comic, and we don't want to dive too far into the plot because obviously we want you to read it. As a matter of fact, um, there's several variant covers for this. Yeah. I've never seen this many variant covers. As a matter of fact, our good friends over at Tidewater Comic Con have their own variant yeah. cover as well. And it's to support Tidewater Comic Con. Now, you go see Bob's Got Them at Fantasy Escape Comics and Cards of Virginia Beach if you're in the Virginia Beach area. If you're not, and you've heard us talk about Bob a lot, and maybe you're in Ohio or, or someplace overseas, guess what? Bob's got eBay. Yeah. He's got an eBay page. So you can either go to our, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash down and nerdy. You can go to fantasyscape.com or his eBay username is 50Batman, 50Batman. 
That is his username, and they have the Tidewater Comic Con Star Wars variants up there. Plus, Bob's got a lot of other stuff up on eBay, too. Yeah, he's got figures. He's got prints and yeah. stuff like that. It's it's amazing. So, I mean, if you want the Tidewater Comic Con variant and you're not in the area, you can act, and it was our pick of the week this week, so you can actually see the cover. If you mm-hmm. like it, you can pick it up. Proceeds go to the folks at Tidewater Comic Con to help them out. So, mm-hmm. I mean, so many great variants, but to me, just having this comic, variant or not, it's it's such a good. I can't remember the last time that we reviewed something mm-hmm. that was this good. Yeah, I mean, it really, it's that good. It's I'm not of, exaggerating. It's one of those things where, like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I read like Deadpool 40 today. Um, I picked up my poll today, so like, I, like, I didn't have a lot. You know, I had Star Wars in there, and I had you know Deadpool, and I had Nightcrawler and Batman Eternal. That reading Deadpool, I'm like, even you know, and, you know, I was reading it, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, it was an okay issue, and and but then I, I picked up Star Wars. And again, reading that opening page after that, and then as soon as I saw the crawl, I'm like, I'm in. I'm like, gonna tell I'm you right so now. So in right now. I think, and I've been racking my brain. This might be the best number one issue I've read in probably two years. Yeah, and, and the thing it's is that good. And what's great about this is the writing, okay? Because Jason Aaron does a great job writing it. When you're reading it. It plays like a movie in your head. It does. It really does. And I'm not just saying because, you know, Star Wars, of course, is a film franchise. But I'm saying it because when you're reading it and you're reading all the action sequences and things are blowing up, everything's going on, you hear oh, yeah. the noises. You, you know, in R2-D2, there's a scene with him, a hilarious scene with him in Stormtroopers. And you just hear him doing And when you hear Han Solo talk, you can hear... I don't know about you, James. When you read books, when I read things, I do. I, I imagine I exactly Harrison Ford's voice in my head. I did exactly. And Mark Hamill's voice, and and his dialogue specifically was spot on. Oh yeah. I mean, they did, and and he was kind of a major player in in this first issue. Oh, so he was. It was him more than more than a lot of the other characters. I don't think that that's because be well, too much the thing was way. is you know he he goes to this, this negotiations for quote you know the people they think he's still with Java, and the thing is, at the end, I'm like my first read, I'm like. Oh my God! Is Han like, he's he's with a Jabba still? Like, is he defecting? Is he? Yeah, I was I was kind of sucked into that for a second myself. Because remember, this is between this is the, what happens between New Hope and Empire. Yeah. So I mean, I'm reading. It, I'm like, oh my God! And then you see the pa- the panel with you know Luke and Leia, and it's just like, okay, they're they're playing them for some odd reason. But it's just it was it was really great. Then there's a scene. There's I think one of my favorite. This like I said, this whole comic's great. One of my favorite parts though is like. You know, they're telling Chewie here's a shot on somebody. And they're saying, oh, take yeah. the shot. And something happens to where you see it. And you're like, what just yeah. happened? I could not believe that part either. And one of the best, one of the things that made this book so good, and you cannot say this all the time, there was not one what I call throwaway panel. Right. You know how you're reading a comic, sometimes you're going through and you're like, I could have done without those couple of panels. They weren't really necessary. There was not one wasted panel in this book. No. Every panel was, I've got to see this and study it, kind of. Cause that's what made this book so good. And the, and the thing is, you know, props to John Cassidy, who's, who did the art, because everything was very detailed. Oh, yeah. Um, and one of the things about this comic, too, is I picked up, like, wow, it's a very thick comic. But the thing is, after you're done reading it, it's a regular-sized comic. Yeah, that was weird, because I expect it to be the super-sized issue, too. But at the end, it has all the ads, and kind of it has the artwork, too, for the other stuff, like which I play, love, which which, which which you know, I'm gonna be picking up the. I know you are too, James. The Darth Vader number one that's gonna oh, come yeah, out. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and it has like all the art, you know, no no dialogue in any of the 
things, but it's just art. So you get the look like what each comic is going to look like. They got Darth Vader number one is coming out. Uh, Princess Leia is coming out. I think another different a different Star Wars is coming I out. I think they've got uh, Darth Vader is going to be February. Uh, I think. Leia's going to be February as well. That one might be March. I'll, uh, I'll we'll check on that. And then, I mean, we got to tell you too that the Star Wars that we're re- we are reviewing t- this week is a monthly. Yes. So the next issue will be at the beginning of February. Yeah, they actually have a date. You know, at the end, you turn the page. You know, number two will be out February, like the first week of February, second week of February. And just like any other Marvel book, and, and you might be wondering about this, it does come with the digital, the, with the plus digital, so you can enter the code in your Marvel.com account. So you can also have the digital version as well. So you get the print and the digital. With this one, you might have been wondering about that. Not all Marvel books have been coming with them. This one does, and there was a little bit of speculation there. So I think that kind of goes without saying. We're both on the on the poll here. I don't yeah. think that I, th- I think that there's no mystery there that we're both going to be pulling this comic. So definitely go grab yourself a copy of Star Wars number one and do this. Grab yourself two copies. Grab yourself, you know, a regular copy, and then grab yourself. The very oh yeah, absolutely. Con. But that's gonna do it for what we're reading. Come next, it's this week in Geek Tame. And oh my God, did you see the new Ultron trailer? This might be one of those times where you want to go to one of those specialty theaters so you can get that giant plate of pulled pork fries and nachos because we are talking this week in Geek Tame. The new Avengers: Age of Ultron trailer, and boy, did they kick <laughs> it up a notch! Oh dear God! Now before we dive into it, now this was shown during the national t- championship game yes. for the college game on Monday. For those of you saying I read, I read the comments. Um, people saying they didn't show anything new. What trailer were you looking yeah, at? What exactly? Everything did you in see? it was majorly entirely new. So I, I hate to jump ahead, but it, just in that discussion alone, let's talk about the actual combat between Hulk oh, and dear Jesus. the Hulkbuster. <laughs> yes. We actually got to see a little bit of that. We did not see that before. No, Where we saw you? We saw him going right to the first punch, but we didn't see like Iron Man gra- in the Hulkbuster armor grabbing Hulk's head, like smashing him into the ground and just... And I'm not going to lie, too. Of all the Hulk movies I've seen and times that I've been the Hulk, this is the first time where you look at the Hulk like, wow, he got messed up. Yeah, you can actually see that maybe there's some sort of match here. You know, we might not necessarily evenly match, but this is as close as it's been, like you said, for any Hulk movie that's been so far. And I think I know why, and I'm taking a shot in the dark here, but I think I know why Hulk is going as acting out like he is, is because I think Scarlet Witch is controlling him. I think that's a good call, actually. And and notice how you're seeing a lot more of Scarlet Witch than you are of Quicksilver. And notice when you see Scarlet Witch, she has resting bitch face. Yes, she does. Well, that's, you know, that's like, it's like, I also like to call it Olsen twin face. <laughs> because it, it's very, it's very similar. I mean, you can't, I can't, I can't deny that. But, um, no, and I do like the fact that not only did they show that, but it was the whole dynamic between the Hulk and Black Widow, where she seems to be the only calming influence on him she's the betty and it's funny because maybe that has something to do with it too maybe something gets put in his head where where they're telling him that you know she doesn't really care about you kind of thing and that's part of what makes him go off the handle but but again it's called age of ultron so let's talk about ultron shall we this is the first time we've seen ultron in action really yeah not just talking but like shooting shit out of his hands and Mm -hmm. um you know, and there's that scene where he's walking out as the one of the old beaten up Iron Man suits and Banner looks at Tony and goes, Ultron. 
I think that that's going to kind of explain the ending of Iron Man 3, which a lot of people Where suits blowing up and everything. I think that's what... And, and remember, he tosses the arc reactor yeah. off the side of the cliff. Maybe that factors in somehow as well. So, because remember, they're doing a different creation here. Tony Stark's going to be the one responsible. Yeah, not Hank Pym. So, they've got to figure out a different way to bring this about. So, maybe, kind of like, remember how everybody was so pissed off about the ending of Man of Steel? Right. Just like you weren't a fan of Iron Man 3, any of it, but you didn't like the ending either. Maybe this kind of explains that ending now. Yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe you still don't like it. I'm not saying you have to. No, if it explains it, I can be like, okay, I can kind of see where they went here. It doesn't mean I like Iron Man 3, but I trust Joss Whedon. Right. At least you know, okay, so it turns out they did that for a reason. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of makes it not okay for you, but at least it kind of opens, shines a light on it. But, and also, the great tone of this, of the Ultron trailers, both of them, is destruction. Like, they've never, like, in both trailers, watch both trailers back to back, they don't show any sign of hope. In any of them. No, and that's what that's what I noticed too, because usually Marvel always has one or two trailers where there's some sort of a lighthearted feel. Yeah. Even if it's not like even Thor the Dark World. It's called the Dark World, but they still had some humor elements in some of the promotions right. for it. In this one, it's like like you said, there's no hope here. It's all very the tonality of it is very Nolan-esque almost. And the part of it is the music. Now, if you listen to the first trailer, watch, I should say. The song they play is I've Got No Strings. It's a new rendition, which mm. is anytime you take like a children's choir and you put like a dark tone to it, mm-hmm. it's creepy no matter what. Oh, yeah. But when you take, again, they did it with, again with no strings, but they had more of an orchestral, dark orchestral tone to it. And the thing that, and, and it's like the guy taking one finger and pressing down on one piano key. And plucking like one string. Every fourth Every fourth beat. Yeah. That kind of, well, the music guy, sorry. But the, I'm for the sorry. Music, I mean, for the music terminology there, but it, it sets a tone. Yeah. And this is one of those, I'm not a big guy that, I'm not a guy that thinks the score is hugely important all the time. Yeah. But if you if that's how they're going to set the tone here, mm-hmm. then the score is driving the story yeah. in this particular And when we give, we give a little bit more of a look um, with... Claw with yes, with we Andy, get Andy Circus's little... claw, and I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't think that mo- scene of him holding the gun or anything with claw, I don't think that's gonna be in the movie itself. I think it's gonna be part of the stinger because I think mm. the stinger is going to be dealing with Black Panther, and here's yes. why we've seen in at comic at, at Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, that Captain America's shield is broken, mm. and again, you know, the shield's broken. Um, and like, where do they get, you know, vibranium or something, whatever? It's you, Wakanda. Wakanda. Yeah. So, so uh, we'll see something from there. And again, I think that that's what we're going to see. I think we're going to see something with Black Panther. I think that's your end credit scene. Actually, we talked mm-hmm. about this. We think that it's it's almost a no brainer that Black Panther is going to be the end credit scene for the because. Movie. And here's why I say that is because if you noticed, go back to Marvel's event where they released all the movies that are coming out from now until the test of time. Um, they had Chadwick Boseman, who's playing mm-hmm. Black Panther. Why would they bring him when they're talking about like Civil War? And he, they brought him out too during the the well, of course, they introduced Black Panther, but he was also there, I believe, too for Avengers Two. He was. He was there for the big reveal. So I mean, it, it, that kind of they're kind of it's a wink and a nod, and they're trying to yeah. tell you something without. And that's what they do. They try to tell you something without telling you. But overall, I mean, the excitement level couldn't be higher. 
for this movie. I mean, I know that there was a, an excitement level for the first Avengers movie. But this one is one. like, well, I think the first one you had the excitement level for the first because it's one of those things where people for many, many years were like, this can't happen. This yeah, you've is, been this waiting. It's too big to happen. Yeah. But now that it's happened, you're like, oh my God, like they're doing, ama- like, I can't wait. And I mean, yeah, I'll do the Thanos, but oh my, I think Spader's Ultron is going to be tough to beat. I'm sorry, but James Spader is, to me, is way higher up than Josh and this Brolin. Is something, That's no disrespect to Josh DC, Brolin. This is something that you as a DC fan have to agree on, is that even though you're a DC fan, Marvel gets their casting right. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. There hasn't it. been one cast I th- I've i seen where I'm like, I mean, maybe Guy Guy Pierce in Iron Man 3, but that's another different story. Outside of that, I don't really think of anybody where I'm like, wow, you've been miscast terribly. Yeah, I mean, I think people have, I think DC's been a little, the people have been a little too hard on DC at times. And really, their casting prowess is going to remain to be seen with the movies they've got coming up. But Marvel has been very consistent with their casting, for sure. Exactly. I mean, it's it's something I talked to Bob or Fancy Escape, comes and cards about it, and it's just... He was excited for it. He's like, man, you know, he's got that smile. He's got that Bob smile to him, man. He's like, he, you know, he's excited about it. It's, it's so great. But that's going to do it for our talk about Age of Ultron. Coming up next, it's nerd news. And, yeah, just just stay tuned because something is going to happen. You want not want to miss it. It's that time once again, boys and girls, nerds and nerdettes, where we go around the interwebs and find out what's trending because it's time for what, Nick? Not going to do it. Nick? Not going to do it. Nick. Nerd news. No, it's nerd. All right, fine. You're not going to do it. No. And this week, we're going to talk about the fact that Marvel is going to be killing. <laughs> Deadpool in April. You knew it was coming, and now it's actually going to happen. Issue number 250. <laughs> With the final issue. In the ongoing series. Uh, so, normally this is where we'd start a discussion about what this means. But I think, really, I'd be hard-pressed to be the one to do that. So, I'm just going to sit back for a couple minutes. And then when, when, you feel like, when you feel like you've vented enough, I'll jump back in. But, Mr. Battaglia, I turn the floor over to you. Put your seatbelts on, boys. We're going for a fucking ride right now. Um, Joe Quesada and Marvel can suck a fart out of a wet Wookiee's ass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, seriously, like, okay. So, I had a feeling this was coming. And I'm like, if they do it, they're stupid. And they're doing it, so they're stupid. And here's the thing. I'm sorry. Thanos cursed Deadpool with immortal being immortal because Deadpool was meeting up with death way too many times for Thanos' liking. So what are we going to do? Let's kill Deadpool. How can we do it? And they mentioned how they're going to do it. And it's going to be, and this is an actual quote from Marvel. Um, that's right. If you, as I said, the final issue. If you add together all of Deadpool series creatively with issue 45 to the big 250th issue of Deadpool, what better way to celebrate than to end the series? I have a better way to make the series, you know, than to end the series. Just keep the fucking series going. Like seriously, 
I'm sorry, but you don't do that. You don't say, hey, we have this immortal character. What can we do? Let's kill him. Because you know what you're doing? And this is what pisses me off the fucking most. I'm sorry I'm swearing a lot, Mom. I know you're listening. But you know what? I'm pissed about this. Because this shows to me. And everybody's like, oh, they're going to re-release him. You know, the series. When the movie comes out. Fuck the movie. I'm pissed. Because this shows... That movies nowadays, comic book movies, determine how the fucking books are being written and released. This, the movies are determining the arcs that these books are being created with. That's what pisses me off. It's supposed to be the other way around. When you have a comic book movie come out, you pretty much adapt different arcs into the movie. You don't say, hey, we're making a movie. Let's kill off somebody and just reboot it. Because I'm sorry, I understand Deadpool's been going on for well over, like, about 20-plus years. He's been, you know, brought in, I believe, 93 he was introduced. I'm sorry, but you say, we're going to kill him off, and then they're going to say, and then how, here's how they're pretty much going to do it. They haven't really said how they're going to do it, but here's how they kind of iterated into how they're going to do it. Um, they said, in our oversized main story, Ultimatum comes at Deadpool for revenge, so he has no choice but to take them all on. And then in the Infinity Gauntlet crossover, what would Deadpool do if he got the six gems from Thanos? Plus a slew of stories showcasing Deadpool's closest friends and allies by special guest writers. Also, spoiler, Deadpool dies at the end of the issue. So they released issue 40 this week. Five more issues until they kill off, you know, five issues until they kill off Deadpool. This pisses me off as not just as a Deadpool fan, but as a comic book fan. And I'm sorry, comic book nerds, but if you're commenting on the story about saying well, it was about time to kill them off and everything else, you're not a comic book fan because you should be pissed. Because what I just said about how the movies now determine the comic books that you're reading, movies should not dictate the source material. And that's what upsets you the most. You're going to kill them off? I'm pissed about that because if you didn't have because. How are you going to do it? It's not like he has adamantium. You can't take the adamantium out or Super Soldier Serum out. Even, either way, both those are freaking stupid. I'm sorry. I did not like Death of Wolverine Mm-mm. because the end of the way, I'm going to spoil Death of Wolverine, the endings. I'm too pissed right now. So, and plus, it's been out for a while. So, Wolverine, quote unquote, dies by being covered in adamantium. But then again, if you think about it, he's just in an adamantium shell. He's technically still alive. It's not like he got burned to death or anything like that. He's just covered in adamantium. So. How are you going to kill Deadpool? You can't take the death, you know, you can't bleed him out. For Christ's sakes, in issue 39, he's a headless guy, and he's being on a, in a bike, in a basket in the bike, being brought to his body, and he's talking, and it's like a mile-plus bike ride, so he's bleeding out. I'm sorry, but there's no... How can you possibly get rid of his immortalization. You can't have Thanos, because the thing is, you have Thanos do it, and he'd be like, whoa, you know, I'm going to take away your being your immortality. And then, okay, just so you can get your woman, like, permanently? Like, because he loves death, too, as much as you do, buddy. Like, it, it really... Like I said, if, you, if you're a comic book fan, I, I speak not only as a Deadpool fan, but as a comic book fan, like I said, this should anger the comic book community. And it, and it has. But I don't think for the right reason. I think they did because, again, they take my stance of how can you kill Deadpool. But, again, they don't look at the ultim- all the other factors, the main beneath it. And, you know, I, I, I it's sad. I mean, I, I can't imagine somebody saying, hey, you know, we're going to take 
a certain franchise. And that's the thing. It's, it's like, is that what Marvel's going to do now? Whenever, it sounds like it. Whenever, whenever they have a movie come out, they're just going to kill somebody off. It sounds like it. I mean, I that's didn't know lazy George, writing. I didn't know George R. R. Martin was in charge of Marvel and their right, characters. Well, yeah, but I mean, you go back to Death of Superman. And it's like, why did they do that? Well, because the late one of the writers actually said, she goes, "We were in a writing room and we're like, what can we do next? We don't know what to do." And so we just jokingly said, "Let's kill him." It's just weird that Marvel's gone to this well a lot. Yes. Recently. A lot. I mean, you do it once or twice, I get it. And here's my here's one of my problems with this. First of all, half your poll's going to be gone, so Bob over at Fantasy Escape's going to be giving you two comics a week, basically. Pretty much. So, sorry about that, Bob, but uh, blame Marvel for that. The other thing is, and I've noticed this a lot, whatever happened to when you kill off a character, I'm not saying you should never do it, whatever happened to when you kill off a character... Making it the shock in the issue. Yeah. Marvel keeps telling you we're going to kill off that. Now, I know Death of Wolverine, that's the title of the arc. Fine. I still don't agree with it, but fine. Whatever happened to, like, Crisis on Infinite Earths, where you turn the page and we're like, wait a minute, Barry Allen just died? Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's supposed to, when when somebody dies, it's supposed to be an emotional thing. It's because, you know, like that, I, I'm emotionally tied it's to Deadpool. It's supposed to surprise you. And it's supposed to surprise the said, but when you know something's going to happen, it's like, all right, you know, I know it's going to happen. And it takes a shock off. You're turning that page slower and slower because well, you know it's, it's, it's not, it, there's be. no anticipation. Right. You're taking the fun out of it. And that's kind of a morbid way of putting it, but you're taking. The the fun out of it, if you know what's going to happen at the end, like if you're going to see if you're going to see a movie, and you tell me what happens at the end before I go see it, I'm probably not going to enjoy it as much as I would have if I'd have been surprised by it. Yeah, I mean it's like it's like spoiler alerts that nobody gets pissed about. You know, you're telling me what happens before it actually happens, and I don't understand why they do that. I don't I don't know why they're doing that either. And not to mention, let's let's keep in mind that. Dugan screwed up Hulk, and now he's killing Deadpool. Yes. So he's going to be on your enemies list forever. Yeah. And now, I mean, and they and they listed and the off. The thing is, they listed off all the writers and stuff that are going to be involved in this. And one name that stuck out to me was No Colin Bunn. Yeah. Seriously. Well, he's doing. Um, actually, no, Colin's doing a Deadpool thing. He's writing Deadpool again, but it's going to be an offshoot. But if it's an all star cast for this right. issue, and, yeah, and and Colin's and his thing is. Um, yeah, he's he's doing a Deadpool piece. I know, because um, I, I read an article that said he, he was going to do it, and but it's not it's not tied to this. It's like it just it's, seems it's, like it's, it's it's a different series he's working it on. It just seems like if you were going to bring in an all star cast of writers and artists, the one of the writers you'd bring in would have been Colin, Colin Bunn. That's just my opinion. like I said. I mean, he's a he's literally one of our best friends, and it's like you know he's. And wo- I'm not just saying it because of that, but because no, but he's but he's a one of the, the best written, writer in yeah. comics right now. The way he's written Deadpool in the past, I think when he is, wrote Deadpool versus I still to this day think that he captured Deadpool the best way. Right. Because he had, because one thing I've noticed in this Deadpool run, as much as I've liked it with Posehn and and, du- and Dugan's done, a, they've done a pretty good job. Um, but with Bun, he works with the multiple personalities that Deadpool has. Yeah, and he did and a this, very good job. In this arc, I really haven't seen Deadpool had the multiple voices in his head as much, if at all. Yeah, so I mean that that's very unfortunate that they're gonna go that route again. So my I've voice, said it a million times that they they seems like they're out of ideas and yep. hey. It so and so that means my voice right now from screaming in the beginning of the segment, my throat hurts. Thank you, Joe Casada, for proving my point that I've been making about you for years and for the course of this show anyway. Yeah. That as far as comics goes, you guys are out of ideas. Sorry. 
Yeah. Now, now moving on to our next. <clears throat> and the thing is, this is why I, I, this is why I stopped. You know, this is why this is why I waited until this today to, to talk about Deadpool because everybody asked me. They're like, talk about Deadpool. We talk about Deadpool. I'm like, wait till next week because this is why. Yeah. But speaking, Hold of, on. but moving away from that, going to a much happier place. We're talking about the top comics. Of 2014, James. And it should be no real surprise. Uh, Marvel's been on top for a couple of years now, as much yep. as I just bashed them, and, and you kind of did because of the Deadpool thing. But should be no surprise that Marvel was once again on top. DC was number two on the list in total sales. But, I mean, it should be also no surprise that number one comic selling of this year was The Amazing Spider-Man number one. Yep. Amazing Spider-Man number one um, was number was the top thing sold. Uh, Marvel's lower top titles were Thor number one, uh, original Sin number one and Superior Spider-Man number thirty-one. Marvel had fifty-three of the, of 2014's top one hundred best-selling comics. Now, let's look at the overall industry. Comics and graphic novels continued their upward trend in twenty fourteen, which is a really good thing. Very good news. Uh, sales increased four point four percent over the previous year, and comic book sales specifically were up four percent. And graphic, graphic novels rolled by five. Yeah, that's an excellent uh, leap up. And, of course, you know, stuff like Rocket Raccoon, number one, did very well. Walking Dead was the highest indie seller yep. of the year. Walking Dead, number 132 specifically. Um, going to DC, uh, again, they finished number two. Batman 32 by Scott Snyder and Capullo charted at number 14 overall. DC had 43 of the top 100 comics this year. And, of course, Image did very well with Saga I, as well. I love Saga. Of all the, the indie stuff I'm reading, Saga is by far one of my favorite um Comics and, and novels out there. IDW uh, finished fourth, and you know they had you know, My Little Pony, Transformers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Transformers versus GI Joe number one. And apparently, Lock and Key, the graphic novel versions of those, did very, very well. And that's something that we've talked about on the show that we wanted. And to then, into. topping out the top five was Dark Horse. And you know that kind of makes sense. I think that I'm I'm a little surprised Dark Horse didn't get a little more of a boost from the finalization of the Star Wars yeah. with them. I thought that they'd sell a little more. But I just think maybe that. that was more because it was towards the end of the year, so it wasn't like yeah. I think that they didn't get their big payout in these numbers for you know they did that week long yeah. uh, sale right there towards the end. So you're right. I don't think they really got that last ditch effort numbers. And I'm not sure it would have made much of but a difference. I think the most important thing is you know when we talk about you know, the best comics or like that. I mean, we, we talked about like our favorite comics. 20 14 go back to our new year's uh, episode we talked about that but i want to talk about the overall thing numbers we talked about with the comic industry themselves rising this is a really good thing yeah because we were looking at kind of kind of a downward trend recently and i think you can attribute this a little bit to the movies as yeah. much as you know you, well like you said the movies shouldn't be writing the comics it should no be the but other the thing around. is though with the movies that are coming out the publishers are coming out with comics to kind of go with those movies or as more like here's what happened after the movies and stuff like that um, we get more background, so that's why people are doing. Like you mentioned, Rocket Raccoon was a top. You wouldn't have sold ten issues of that if it wasn't for the Guardians of the no. Galaxy movie. Not ten issues. No. I don't care what anybody. And I haven't says. read Rocket Raccoon, but I'm telling you right now, Legendary Star Lord's amazing. Yeah, you just said Legendary Star Lord was really good. The, the Guardians of the Galaxy series that that they relaunched as well. People have been buying that up. Uh, the original Sin arc did very well. The last issue of Superior Spider-Man mm -hmm. did. Very, very well. Should be no surprise for Marvel. But Marvel had... Here's the deal with me. And this past year, Marvel had so many number ones. Oh, yeah. And number ones will always sell because people are looking for a starting off point. Like, right. I've told you about several different arcs. I'm like, dude, you should jump on this. And you're like, well, I can't. It's in issue 14. Yeah. So people are always looking for a way to jump into an arc. They want... They want it's kind of like a new car. Like, when you go shopping for a car, okay, um, you don't want the car that's got... 
the 10 miles of, you know, let's go for a quick drive thing on it. You want one that's got all zeros on it. Like, it's never been driven before. To me, it's like back when there used to be VHS tapes, boys and girls. <laughs> if you were to get a tape from your local video rental store and it wasn't rewound, it was in the middle, and you just popped it in and started watching it. Yeah. Nobody's going to do that. You're going to go all the way to the beginning and you're going to watch the movie from well, the beginning. Well, I mean, the comics don't have the Be Kind Rewind sticker to remind you to do right, that. Right, exactly. So you don't want to jump in on issue 12. You want to go get a number one. So yeah. in one respect, I actually think it's smart that Marvel did that because that way they give a bunch of number ones. People could jump into an arc. But the, on the other side, I go, really? That's how you're going to want to you want to sell comics? Right. It's just by doing a bunch of number ones because you keep killing people and rebooting stuff. I'm not sure that's really the way you want to go. Yeah, I, I, I really don't know. Now, moving on, our next story is dealing with Star Wars' standalone films getting a new writer, James. And it should be no surprise. when It's almost like strike when the iron's hot. When you know oh, your yeah. name is hot, that's what you want to do now. You know that Gary Whitta was hired to do the screenplay for the Gareth Edwards Star Wars spinoff film, but unfortunately for him, not so much anymore because they've got Simon Kinberg now is going to be scribing this one. Yeah, Gary Whitta, he did Book of Eli. Now, he left to work on Mark Millar's Starlight, which is what people are saying he left to work on. Um, and also, the spinoff film, which is supposed to be coming out December 16th of 2016, is supposed to be about Boba Fett. Yeah, it's surprising to me that they haven't actually let that cat out of the bag yet. But, I mean, Kinberg... He does have some Star Wars familiarity. He's an executive producer for the Star Wars Rebels series. Yep. So there, he already did have that kind of attachment to the Disney Star Wars universe. And he was previously panned to write another standalone Star Wars film, too. And Kimberg is also coming off of X-Men Days of Future Past. Like I said, strike while the iron's hot. I mean, I, I'm not saying that he wouldn't have got this job if it wasn't for X-Men Days of Future Past. But when you could stick that on your resume and it had so much critical acclaim and it was like the fans saying, oh, you finally brought it back. I, I think he would have been thought of to get it because, again, he's working on the Star Wars Rebels sh show. But, again, it's kind of like, yeah, if Days of Future Past was like, okay, you, you've got my attention. You, you can, you know, what your talent. I just think that Disney is so worried that they're going to screw this up. They want right. to make sure they get people that will do they want justice. Names. Yeah, and they want names that the comic book fans and, and nerds are going to say, only, you know what, that guy did a great job on Days The of only thing I, I fear about, like, J.J. Abrams' Star Wars is, and, like, just this whole Star Wars thing in general, is it's all going to be all fan service. I, I'm a, because that's what Star Trek was, pretty much. At least the, at least the, the second Star Trek. I think that... That, that Abrams directed. I don't... You might be right, but it, I'm not even sure people are going to care. Well, no, but I know, like, some people I've talked to, the like, I talk, like, okay, well, what's, you know, what's one series or franchise you're kind of like, eh, like, and people have told me it's Star Wars, because, not just because of the prequels, but just because they're, like, because they're not expanding on the universe. They're just dealing with the same people from the old trilogies, well, and they're no, not building upon it. I anything. think that they're going to focus a lot on the new characters, actually. I think they brought the older characters in out of worry. Really? I don't think we're going to see a lot, but I mean, you can't do newer characters without Han and Leia. You can't because they're the newer characters are are their children are going to be play a major role, I think, in these upcoming films. So you can't not have them. And then Luke's going to probably play the Obi Wan role in the movie. So you kind of have to have him be the Force mentor here. Well, I think he's going to be more of the Yoda factor in it, though, because they said that he, where he is now in his his Jedi training, or he's he's at Yoda level. Yeah, he's, he's going to be the it guy that, that you're going to need. So I don't think that they're necessarily plucking the old cast 
for for fan service or that they're going to focus on them. I actually think that they're going to be the window dressing almost. They're going to be the let's let let's grab the older generation in. And if you didn't have them and you knew you were doing a post Jedi thing, wouldn't people no. go really? You're not going to go get them. Here's the thing. You mentioned that, that you know, oh, it's fan service, it's the, it's the window dressing, but they released that first trailer. Now, mind you, yes, the Millennium Falcon is in it, but they've not shown anything with the original cast. Right. And people still have lost their minds about this, in a good way, about Star the Star Wars movie that's coming out this year. So, at the end of the day... They might not be as major of players as we might think. Right. I mean, it's one of those things where you're, you're not losing the people that like the older cast because even though you didn't see them in the trailer, you know they're there. Well, it's my thing, too, is the fact that, remember Harrison Ford, what, he break his leg or his ankle? Yes, yes. So, mind you, this thing's still on track. So, my yep. thing is, if, if they can film, you know, around Harrison Ford breaking his leg, which, is gonna, which took... A month and plus to heal from. A lot of time, yeah. So without being interrupted. So is that that's got to tell you something? Yeah, it should tell you that. And just because they don't have a major role in this movie doesn't mean they won't have a bigger role in the next movie either. I mean, we're doing a trilogy here, so you're building it, and it depends on what kind of a story they want to go with. Right. So we don't even know that yet. We don't know enough about this yet to know how much of a role they're going to play. Maybe Han and Leia's kids won't be a big factor in these upcoming movies. I think that would be kind of a mistake, but, you know, maybe they won't be, so maybe they go a different direction, and that would certainly lessen their role here. Exactly. And our final story, James, well, I'll just let you take this one. Well, I mean, I, and this is this was breaking news uh, on Wednesday, where we were, we were seeing a lot of reports that Spider-Man was going to be involved in the Infinity War Part 1. Sony and Disney and Marvel finally made a deal. Spider-Man was going to be a part of this, and I said... No. <laughs> Latino Review gave this report. How accurate were they in 2014? Oh, for 8 million. Yeah, they were oh for a lot. So I said, you know what? Let's be the outlet that doesn't report this. And you know what happened? Later, hours later, not a couple days later, none of that. Sony comes out hackless, by the way. This was actually Sony that told us this. Yep. And they came out and said, yeah. That's not happening. We're denying that report entirely. So, first of all, there were a lot, and I'm not going to name names because I don't do that. A lot of, quote-unquote, news outlets grabbed this and ran with it. And I said on Facebook.com slash Down and Nerdy, I said, we saw the report. We're not going to touch it until we have a reliable source that says this is happening. And can I say this? You know, I'm glad that us two are co-owners and co-founders of a media outlet that doesn't post stuff based on speculation. We actually no, do, our, we do our journalistic diligence, and we actually wait for stuff to flourish out. We wait for stuff to, you know, is it confirmed, is it not confirmed, you know, everything like that. And we're patient. We That's that's what journalism is. It's, it's patience. It's not who can get the first scoop. It's it's patience. You, I'd rather wait and get it right, like, we, like we've done for a long mm-hmm. time, then post something, it's a speculation, get everybody ramped up, and then people say, well, oh, it's not happening, and everybody's going to like, kind of like, screw you guys, because you, you know, 
because you lose you lose validation for post if you continue to post stuff like that. Right, and 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 there was and then we waited on the Viola Davis playing Amanda Waller story that turned out to be true, true. and that's fine. I would but rather, we waited. I would rather be able to say that this is from Warner Brothers or this is from DC or this is from Viola Davis herself saying this is happening. Yeah. Other and the Aquaman thing. How many times did that come out before we finally found out that Jason Momoa was the guy? Yep. So I would rather wait. And get this done. And the other thing that kind of gave me pause is, and I don't know exactly the storyline they're going to go with, but let's say they decide to go with the Infinity arc from about a year and a half ago that Marvel came out with. Right. If they decide to go with that, if you read that Infinity arc, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, wasn't even in it. No, it was Spectacular Spider-Man. It was was Superior Spider-Man. Superior, yeah. And he was barely in it. Yeah. So it didn't even make if sense to put, put Spider-Man in there. Well, exactly. I mean, what you do have him swinging in the background. There's Spider-Man. Look him go. Um, but it's kind of like if you were to put Spider-Man in the film, it had to be Civil War. Yeah. If you're not going to put him in Civil War, don't bother. Yeah. And I know that. And the thing is, Sony. They talk about maybe rebooting it. Garfield's out, which they would do. Which they're going to do anyway. Yeah. I mean, irregardless of whether they ever strike a deal with Marvel or not. But I mean, honestly. I'm not going to sit up on my high horse and say that this is never going to happen. But I think, can this be the point where we where we stop? Can we stop it now? I'm going to go on the record right now and say I don't want another Spider-Man movie for a long time. It's not. I even don't. That. It's not. It's, it's, it's. And people saying why you said it. it's like because if you're not going to get it right, don't keep on putting it out. And and also I don't like it when just franchise pe- studios in general reboot just to reboot. Like they say, oh, it didn't work out. Let's reboot again. Then we're going to reboot it again. It's like, stop. Just take a breather. Take some time, five years or whatever, plus just reevaluate everything. For me, it's not even about that. It's about let's just stop pretending that Sony and Marvel and Disney are just going to miraculously do hands across America yeah. and come together and make this and make this happen. They sold the rights to Spider-Man to Sony. They've made their bed. Now they've got to lie in it until Sony somehow decides to lose their mind and sell. So, And that's just not going to happen. Why They could reboot Spider-Man tomorrow. They could have a movie out in 2017, and everybody would go see it. And it would make billions of dollars. Why on earth would they give up even a piece of that? Yeah, and like I said, it would have to be kind of like, if they were to give up Spider-Man, it would be like we get a certain taste of how much this movie makes for Marvel. You could make Miles Morales and still make $250 million. You know, I kind of want them to go the Miles Morales route. You could, well, Garf, remember Garfield teased that. He was yeah. doing, he's like, I would love to see them eventually hand the reins over to Miles Morales. So maybe that's what they decide to do. I mean, you can't do Spider-Man 2099, not well, not well known enough. No. So you would ha- the only other option you really have because there's an animated series that you can. I wouldn't base mind it off seeing of. like a Spider Woman. Well, I think they're gonna do maybe a Silk or a Spider Woman or something like that because yeah. they brought Silk into the Amazing Spider-Man, which comic. I think was literally Silk's one of my new favorite characters. Yeah. So and then there's I mean you could do Spider Gwen. There's a lot you could do. You could. I don't think I still don't think no, Black Cat's the answer. No, but there are ways that you can go to do a female Spider-Man movie. But again, it's just hard to see a Spider-Man character without Spider-Man in the movie, though. Right. That's very difficult. I'm not saying that it wouldn't work. It's just a difficult sell. Yeah, it, it, it really is a difficult sell. But that's going to do it for nerd news this week. And coming up next to our main topic, we're going to be talking about PewDiePie and why 
today's generation would rather I don't even get this. Rather watch somebody play video games than play video games themselves. Stay tuned. Main topics come up next right here on Down and Nerdy. Well, here on the Down and Nerdy podcast, we do like to talk about stuff that's trending, stuff that's happening now. And there's something that's happening now, Nick, that neither one of us really understands, and it's the PewDiePie craze. I would do another primal scream, but my my voice just won't allow it. Because then you wouldn't my be throat, able to... My, my, my vocal cords won't allow it. You wouldn't be able to be a part of the rest of the show, and that would make people eat bowls of feelings. So we don't want yeah. that to happen at all. Yep. But if you don't know what the PewDiePie craze is, then the long and the short of it is there's this guy. Can we call him a guy? Dude. Okay, I... let's call him a dude. There's a dude basically that puts up videos of him playing video games and commenting on the video games while he's playing them with a little small screen of him up in the upper left-hand corner. Come in, brah! That was from the South Park episode about PewDiePie. If you didn't see it, find it. It's hilarious. But here's the deal. First of all, I I, I saw that episode. And I knew what it was. Yeah. <laughs> so I decided when we were going to do this for the show, I said, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to watch one of these. Do, maybe do a couple just to kind yeah, of Yeah, I feel. did the same a little bit. I watched, I watched, I couldn't get far, man. I, I got maybe there's, two minutes in. No, I'll say there's one guy, there's like certain games I can do it. Like the thing is like there's one, there's a game called Five Nights at Freddy's, which is mm-hmm. one of the best horror games out there. There's a guy, I can't think of his name, but he actually does a good job with it. Like, but the thing is though, as the South Park thing lines out, Today's youth would rather watch a video of a guy playing a game and reacting than actually playing the game themselves. And it's not even just that he's playing the game and reacting. It's just stupid stuff. I mean, it's just the, like I was watching one for Grand Theft Auto 5. Yeah. And the guy, and he was basically, his, he was using his character to lunge at people. He's like, oh, free hugs, free hugs. I'm like, are you serious right now? And this went on for a minute and a half. Just saying free hugs. And he was and lunging at people with his character. It's like, this is stupid. Stupid! Is this is this funny? I mean, seriously, I'm not even I'm not trying to make a joke. Is this really funny? The guy that did the Five Nights of Phrase, I laughed a couple of times. There was some good laughs out there, but the thing is, like with, with this, I don't get it because it's like even playing games. Um, yeah, you know, luckily my sister wasn't a gamer at all. I was I was I was a gamer, but when I go to my friend's house, hey man, I got one controller. Okay. Let's, or let's play a one-player game, you know, a game with only one player involved. I couldn't rip the control out of my friend's hands fast enough. Because <laughs> it was just like, dude, you're messing up, or I want to play. Give me a controller. Well, like when my, my we were a big, we were a big gaming family, and my cousins and I would play games a lot. Oh, One yeah. of the things that my cousin and I would do, like when he'd come over and play like Tecmo Super Bowl or something like that, and be like, okay, you're offense, I'm defense. Yeah. And, you know, you'd switch that's off we, back and forth. That's what my friends would do. We, 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 a friend of mine back in high school, um, we, we would play Madden, and he'd say, okay, you know, cause my friend was clearly good off. I mean, we we're both good at both things, but my friend liked playing defense a lot more. He's like, mm-hmm. okay, Nick, let's do, you know, he's a Broncos fan. He's like, okay, let's do, uh, a se- you know, season with the Broncos, you be the offense, I'll be defense. And it was fun. Or we did it where, okay, you know, um, if we're playing multiple guys, okay, he's the quarterback, I'm the receiver or the running back, you know, right. kind of thing. And it was, right. it was fine. But when the game is there and somebody's playing it and you're not playing it, like, I can't do that for Mortal Kombat. Like, what I can, now, what I can do for certain videos is what I'll do. Like, I did it for, like, Injustice, I did it for MK9, something like that, is I'll look up story mode, all cutscenes. 
That's different though, and like, and yeah. I want to say that there's a difference between and and walkthroughs totally different. Yeah, like when you get to the point when I remember there was one for it was either Arkham Asylum or Arkham City. I can't remember. Yeah, I was just stuck. I was out of ideas, and I said, you know what? I need to find a walkthrough. That's totally different for me. For it was Arkham City. And it was the Hush side missions I had trouble with. Uh, I think, the, and, and the Deadshot one. I'm trying to think. I think mine was where you had to throw the ba- the batarang that you could control. Yeah. And you had to make it go backwards to hit the button to that open the door. That was one. When you're when you're in the iceberg lounge, you got the electric fence. Yeah. At first, I'm like, how the hell do you get in this door? Yeah. And I knew I had that batarang, and I didn't know where the button was or anything because I was getting frustrated. The thing was, it wasn't like you had to throw it up and down. You had to like throw it up, go around the stairs. Yeah. There was a lot going here for. This so those thing. help out, but we're talking about like the PewDiePie's, like the kind, like the people who sit, who get paid, mind you, a lot of money to do this, which shocks the and, piss out and of me. Let, let, let's just get this out of the way right now. Good for you for finding something yeah. that's getting a lot of views and making you money. I do not, I'm not upset with the people that are doing this because they're doing it and they're getting paid. No, and I, don't like, making, I don't think it's... They're making a living yeah, for themselves. I don't think it's people, the YouTube people who are doing the videos. Even Vine, for example. More power to it. you. Even yeah. though I think it's stupid and it makes my eyes bleed, I, I, I can't I can't. Hey, you're you. doing... Way to, way to be ahead of the curve is all I got to say. I'm sure there's people out there that say, this down and nerdy show sucks. These guys are annoying. I can't listen to them. Well, you know, if you know if we end up making money well, then, off of then this. Again, then again, you can suck a far of a wet wookie's ass. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I, you got to understand it. This is, they're making, they're making bank off this. People are watching it. So you can't really fault them for continuing to do this. Right. But again... We live in the digital age where we live in the click age. How many people, and this can go for anything, you know, music or whatever, podcasts, whatever. How many people are clicking that, those videos, watching like a minute two in like we did and just saying, this ain't for me. And that's part of it too. And I mean, there's there's comments on the YouTube. But I can tell you, this made me think of, uh, remember the movie in 1989, The Wizard with Fred Savage? Did you ever see that? Yes. Yes. Power Glove. And it made me think. No, and they was trying to go to the. He was trying to go to the gaming tournament, and yep. it ended up being Super Mario Three that they were going to play. Yep. And this was like right around the time Mario Three was going to come out. And I remember thinking about that, and I'm like, and there's an arena full of people, if I remember right, yep. that were watching Fred Savage play, or I can't remember if it was Fred Savage or if it was his brother. No, it was Fred Savage playing Super Mario Three. And I'm thinking, you're watching the kid play Super Mario Three, and people are like. Into it, but it's and I'm like, thinking, is this? Can I blame Fred Savage for this? Well, again, you look at the major, in the MLG, the Major League Gaming. There's people that pay to go watch these events, and they're just gaming. It's just people sit in the stadium, and they'll watch people play like League of Legends or whatever. I mean, is that just as bad without the laugh track included? What do you? Th- what's your <sighs> honest opinion? When it comes to Major League Gaming, I mean, it's a totally different topic. But when it comes to Major League Gaming. Again, if I don't have the controller in my hands, I find it boring. I just do. I mean, I know, like, I think I posted a video uh, on Facebook.com slash Down and Nerdy of the first ever gameplay for Street Fighter, the yeah. new Street Fighter, and it was a competitive match between two guys that have faced each other previously on a different version of Street Fighter, and it was like this was like the rubber match or whatever. Yeah. So that was the first gameplay, and there were people, I think it was at the uh, gaming convention in Tokyo that this happened, and there were people there watching these guys Play the Mortal Kombat. I mean the uh, Street Fighter gameplay. First, the first thing I noticed was the room was silent. Okay. Yeah. These guys were playing and they were kind of doing commentary on the match too, which I thought was a little weird. Yeah. Like, whoa, look at that combo. Well, th- yeah, I know there was. I think I don't know if the video you're talking about, but 
is um, but there was also one of deal with Street Fighter. It's actually one of the world's most famous ones because of the way it ended. It was a tournament, and it's these two guys playing each other, and one guy was Ken, and the other guy was Chun Li, and you had these special moves like your meter fills up, and it's like these moves you do which take a lot of health mm. and are very powerful. This guy timed who was Ken timed it perfectly and blocked. The super kicks and everything else, and just did, and then he came back. He had like this, like a tiny bit of life left. Came back with his own super move and just uppercut it and just won the match. And it was amazing. Like that was one of those things. Where it's like certain things. Like if it comes to fighting games, I will sit and watch that because there are some amazing people. Like we, like we, sports gaming. I think is another exception. Sports. Well, but I used to do a thing with Madden. I remember um, EA with EA Sports. I forgot. I think it was like uh, NFL Network or somebody. Or ES- uh, yeah, ESPN. I think, I think it was where like, you, had, you, had, you had like four or five Madden players. They were representing a team. They go yeah. meet the player. They give him a jersey and they wear it. They sign it. I they remember give, that, yeah. Yeah, and the winner won like a million dollars or something like that. Cause yeah. they, and the, the last game was actually like in Times Square on the big screen pretty much. Um, but I think that when you look at it though, like that's different. Like wh- I think when you go to an event like that is different than – it depends on the game. Then – Watching somebody sit behind a desk or in a chair and just play a game and make dumb jokes. Here's the other thing, too, and and I think that, I mean, is this really the next generation's version of Mystery Science Theater 3000? Like, really? Yeah. How sad is that? Yeah. Because Mystery Science Theory 3000 or MST3K that we all affectionately know it as, they took a terrible movie... You sat down like we all do when we watch terrible movies. You just rip it to shreds, oh, yeah. and it's funny. I'm thinking. I think we should actually. I'm, I, mean, I just, uh, talked to you and Cody about doing this, but I think we should do one of those for. We should do one for Batman and Robin, or yeah, something that like be, that. Yeah, that would be entertaining. Like but, th- that's something. But but I, I understand what you're saying. Like, is this the future like of comedy? And, just, and it kind of is. Just, it kind of is, but it's it's not. It's it's dumb comedy. It's not like it's not smart. It's it's all. I think it's it's some of the best comedy is reactionary. But part of me is like, there's react good reactionary comedy, and it's just you're just doing it just to get a reaction. And so the other so thing too is, like this. if you notice with a lot of these PewDiePie videos, he you're not playing the game, you're playing it to be stupid. Yeah, you know what I mean by that. You're not, like you're not advancing. You're just doing it like look at the stupid stuff I can do. Yeah, like Grand Theft Auto, he drives off the off tries to drive off the pier and into the water on purpose. Nobody would do that. Actually playing Grand Theft Auto. Uh, I, I would do it, but that's but I wouldn't record myself doing it. I just do it just to do it. And you wouldn't fun. make stupid little noises as you were doing it either. I wouldn't think anyway. I do, but I don't have the camera rolling. That that's fair. That is absolutely. I mean, if you're if, and it's different if you've already beaten the game and you're screwing around. Yeah, that's what I do. That's one. I, thing. I whenever I have the missions to play, I'll play the missions. After the missions are done. I will get in the car, screw around, go to top of a building, have a shootout with cops. But but as you're playing Tomb Raider, if you haven't beaten the game yet, you're not going to go to the top of the cliff and say, I wonder what would happen if I jumped right now. Yeah. No, you're not going to do that. That's stupid. So that's what annoys me about this stuff is that you're watching this gameplay footage of somebody who's not really playing the game and trying to make a big joke out of it. Maybe I'm being too serious. Maybe I'm the old guy of the crew here that's taking this too seriously. Well, no, I think I'm, I mean I'm 26, so I'm not old. I mean it's just it's just I mean I do think it's a generational thing. I really do. But then again, it's like part of me thinks it might be a generational thing. But in the end, we've grown up with video games. You know, we've seen them evolve from 8-bit to 
near real life. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's why this is a little bit more of an outrage to us. Yeah. Because I mean, the day that I see somebody playing Super Mario and doing a game with Super Mario, going, oh, my God, what am I going to do if I die? Oh, here's the wingman coming flying. Da, da, da. It's like... I mean, I've been in that situation where I remember when I was when I was I was playing uh, Mario three at one point and I had a room full of people just watching me as I was beating the game. And, you know, they're like, yeah, as I'm going, I'm like, this is cool. But at the same time, I wasn't making dumbass comments whilst I was doing it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the reason why I think we're seeing more of these like videos, of these people doing this stuff is because games nowadays actually have a story mode. They actually have a story. Yeah. Like where it's not like back in the NES days. Where it was just text, you know what I'm saying? Like, which I like, by the way. I like the way that video games have evolved to where it's like it's almost like you're playing a movie. Yeah. And it's almost like you know, choose your own adventure kind of yeah. thing, where you're you're part of the plot line. What your gameplay does will dictate what happens next. In especially like an in injustice. Yeah. It dictates what happens next. So, I do like that. What I don't like is when some guy posts videos trying, trying, and I want to emphasize the word trying to be yeah. funny, and just making an ass out of himself while while putting up videos playing this game, and that people are watching this, and not only A, think it's funny, but B, think they're actually getting gameplay footage. Well, the thing about, this. I want to say, this is actually something important when you talk about uploading videos, PewDiePie, and a lot of people that do this now have, del- have blocked their comment section because people are just like, what the hell is this yeah yeah and some of it is justified some of it you know is a little harsh but that's the internet though that's the thing yeah i was gonna say that's the internet dude that's you know (laughs) my thing is like i think and and i'm not saying this to be a jerk or anything like that but i think when you delete when you get to the point where you're blocking people's comments or from commenting that in and of itself shows weakness i think because it's like Mm. it's the internet like you know you're going to get hit. There's going to be people that like it. There's going to be people that don't like it. you got to go with the punches. You know what I'm saying? you got to be able to take criticism. Yeah. Constructive or otherwise, you got to let it roll off your back. I mean, I've been in the broadcasting business most of my life. Same. And I've had people tell me to my face that I suck and that I should. I had one guy tell me I should, I should go kill myself. That's fine. It doesn't bother me because those people don't affect my yeah, lives. Yeah, they you don't. Know? Just because you think I should go off myself doesn't mean I'm going to say, you know what, that really hurt me. Yeah. That really hurt me. I don't know you, dude. I I get pissed about, you know, there's there's trolls, but one thing I don't like is the internet tough guys who hide behind a screen name. I'm going to beat your ass. And I'm like, you're not, dude. You're 12 and you're, you know, no. And that's one thing about our show. And I think that people have known this from our live broadcast. And there's been plenty of times where people have come on our show and, given an opinion that we don't agree with, yeah. but we don't tell them that they're, they're stupid. Wrong. We don't tell them that they're wrong. We say, you know, we well, don't... Well, we t- might tell them that we're wrong, but we'll explain to them why we think they're wrong. Yeah, well, that's why I meant. Like, yeah. you won't go like, oh, you're wrong, and that's at the end of the conversation. Because that's is I don't like... When it comes to other conversations, like about geek stuff, I don't like having those conversations with people where it's like, I believe in this. Oh, that shouldn't... That's not how it happened, or this, whatever. It's like, why? And you ask why... And then you have know-it-all guy. And you have know-it-all yeah. guy... Who ends up saying absolutely nothing, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it's all gibberish, but stuff's coming out, but it's it's circular logic that doesn't really make any it, logic. It, that's sense. the thing. It's like you know, you wonder where this thing's going in the future, and it's like, I I I, I, I don't know. And I just it, don't understand how something like that can have three million views per video. Yeah, 
I don't get, I mean, are there really people sitting at home waiting for that notification from YouTube that a new video has been posted? Uh, the thing is, those videos are long too, dude. And I mean, I know that there's plenty of like bad reality shows out there and they keep And that's what it is. It's, 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 it's a gamer's bad reality show in a sense. I mean, I not to get on a reality show tangent here, but there's a show called Slednecks that's coming out. And it's basically about a bunch of horny Alaskan teenagers who do snowboarding and stuff like that. And it's like, really? Somebody bought this concept yeah. and made it into a show? Are Dude, they you bought, kidding me? MTV bought Jersey Shore. I mean, think about all the bad stuff that's on television. Imagine how much worse it is <laughs> on oh, YouTube. What's bad television? All of it that's not air, anything that's like Arrow, Flash, Constantine, or, uh, well, Sports Center. And there's basic, I mean, and there's good fan films out there too. So I don't want people to think that we're saying that everything on YouTube is bad. It's no. just that this, I don't get it, this. And I wish yeah, somebody could explain is, it to me. And the thing is, you know, we don't mean to beat the ever living shit out of it. Like we're like that's our that's not what we want to come away with if we No. We don't want you know, we don't want to come off as that. Just understand that we're 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 sitting here recording the show we we don't understand it we're it's, dumbfounded basically. yeah we're just it's just dumbfounded it's not like all oh, these guys we're not saying these guys should off themselves no or whatever no hey as a matter again, fact, we we said like we said at the beginning of the, of the segment hey congrats on like yeah good for figuring you. something out and making money off it good and i have to work it's for, awesome good for you for finding something that's going to make you money doing this whether i think it's stupid or not is irrelevant yeah the fact is you're doing this and making it successful so I, I can't I can't argue with that. No. If people are watching it, and they'll they'll come a day, just like everything else, where people get sick of it and it'll go away. Yeah. But so, for now, it's it's popular. And the thing is, is you know, a lot and this is kind of another dynamic we can work with on this topic is you know, a lot of you know, attention spans are shorter nowadays. No for question, people yeah. and especially kids. And the thing is a lot of people aren't going outside anymore. Um, my question to you is, do you think that a lot of people are watching these things because they just don't have a lot of friends because they don't have a lot of outside interaction outside of the home? I think that that could you, be you think part because of it. Because a lot of people nowadays are more introverted. That could be part of it. I think I think that intro, I think maybe not so much introverted as, as much as there's too many ways to keep in touch with people without actually having to be in the same room with them. Right. I mean, you've got texting, you've got Skype, you've got FaceTime, you've got all kinds of apps to be able to keep in touch with your friends without actually having to physically be around them. So, I mean, for some people, I'm not going to lie, for some people this could be a human interaction thing where they feel like they're actually getting some sort of companionship well, out of Well, it's this. kind of like... Well, that could be part of it. It's kind of going back to South Park, that one episode, the Facebook episode, where they can the kid gets a Facebook request from Kyle, and he's like, Mom, look, my best friend. Yeah, and that's and that's what it is. It's like everybody's... Well, I mean, go, let's talk about the South Park episode, PewDiePie, one, where all the kids are sitting in the same room I, watching yeah, the all, same video. All, all of Ike's kid friends are sitting in there, and Kyle's like, Ike, I got uh, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. And he's like, let's play it. No, nah. wait, nah. Well, why, dude? Watching PewDiePie. What's PewDiePie? And all his, like, five friends are watching the same video. And him and, St and Kyle and Stan just don't get it. Yeah, and, and I think that that's where we're all at right now. I just don't. I, I don't. Maybe it is because I'm 35. I don't. I don't know. Right. Maybe that's exactly what it is. And and I'm okay with that. By the way, totally okay with that. I'm comfortable where I'm at. 
And, you know, I like some stupid stuff, too. I'm not going to sit here and be all sophisticated. And, yes, I like high tea with, with the Duchess. Yes, I it's, like my uh, Mountain Dew chilled to a crisp 32 degrees. Yeah, I'm not that guy at all. I think that shows this show's proven that. But I, my I don't gamer fuel it. Mountain Dew should be driven, drank, and poured from a chalice bejeweled with... I'm number one on it. I, I just I don't understand this. I don't. Fetch me my Game Boy slippers. Uh, maybe we should be. Maybe we should go to Bob's at Fantasy Escape Comics and Cards in Virginia Beach, and as people are coming in to pick up their poll, yeah. do a commentary on the. You know, like Bob lets you look through your comics, and we could PewDiePie them looking through their poll. <laughs> just comment on every little comic that they have. Well, this guy's looking at, at Transformers, and oh, he looks like he's sad because. You know, he could prime. turn into a truck, you know. He could turn into a truck, you know. Or, hey, that guy's picked up Deadpool issue 45, and he's ripping it in half. Oh. You, you know he dies in that. Oh, is, should I have said spoiler alert? Yes. Oh. Know, I just, I don't, I no, we would never do that. No. But, uh, I, I don't understand it. If you if you understand it, and I promise you, Mind we will you. not rip you to shreds. Go to Facebook.com slash Down and Nerdy. Explain it to us. So, I'm being serious now. Yeah. Please do that. I promise you we won't rip you to shreds. Yes. Prom I just, I need to know. We need to know. Yeah, we need. We just need to know. And that being said, that's going to do it for this week's episode. We had a blast uh, hanging out with you and talking about nerd stuff as we do every week on Down Nerd. Also, be sure, here's how you get in touch with us. Um, I am Twitter. I'm at Merc with one arm, James. I'm at James Ace Witham. That's W I T H A M. And speaking of how you can get in touch with us, you can always email us down and nerdy podcast at gmail.com. You can also direct message us at down and nerdy 757 on Twitter as well. And like I said, down nerdy, Facebook.com slash down nerdy. You know, we're getting new likes every day. We're catching up to some people, which is awesome. That's right. And we're also working on some guests. I know we say that a lot. It is coming. Trust us no, on when, that. When we say we're working on guests, let's put it this way. James and I have compiled, literally, and I'm not bullshitting anybody, a near five-page mm -hmm. guest list of people we're thinking about we want to get. And we already have our first idea of who we want to go after first. Yeah, and, and these this is big stuff here. This isn't like we're going to talk to the guy at GameStop who's setting up the rack for the new Call of Duty release yeah. or anything like that. Not to not to belittle people that, that interview people like that, but we're, we're shooting for the moon here because that's the kind of stuff that we want to bring to you. Yes. That's the kind of content that we want you to have because that's what you you deserve to be able to hear from these people. Yeah, exactly. we got some events coming up again. Don't forget, Free Comedy Day is May 2nd. Mm -hmm. We're going to be doing Bob's. a live show again this year, as we did last year, from Fantasy Escape Council Cards and Aragorn Boulevard in Virginia Beach, Virginia. So if you're in the area, feel free to stop on by. Come see Bob. Check, again, check out his figures. Check out what he's got. And stop by and be on the show. If you're not in the area, Virginia Beach is lovely in May. It really is. Just come on down. If it you doesn't can make reek drive, of tourists. That's right. If you can make the drive, do it. There's a lot of stuff to do. Well, you know, we'll even tell you off the air stuff that you can do while you're in the area. Why not? We'll 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 show you. We'll point you in the right direction. Don't worry about that. Yes, we will point you in the right direction. Now, Cody, on the other hand, might point you somewhere <laughs> to a deep dark corner. You, you, you never know. So just just trust Nick and I. We'll we'll show you. The we'll right show you the ropes. But again, hey, have a great week, everybody. You know, go read some comics. Go spend time with your lovely geek friends. But as always, I leave you with this. Practice safe comic book reading. Always bag and board your comics. And joke aside, fuck you.